Brida Brisbane, my name. I'm from Tumivara. Brida, you live here at Carebright. Tell us what's it like to live here. It's, it's, it's very doable. Everything is doable. And your dog lives here too? Yes. He fits in easily. It's only months yet. And you're enjoying it? I am. Best thing about it is this good company. You know, every, everything that happens is good. They have plenty of interaction with, with people who live here. Today is World Alzheimer's Day. Is there any message you want to get out there? God help us. Memory. Memory is the Alzheimer's, isn't it? Yes. Well, all of us are, 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 are threatened with that. I wouldn't be the best in the world myself. I found myself recently more um, burdened with it than I used to. But I suppose that's not surprising. I'm in my 80s now. You look great. Thank I you. I thought you were much yeah. younger. Yeah, no, no. So, um, and I find all these people here, like that guy here who does that work. He's a great young man. Works hard all the time and full of good sense. So anyway, then, and will you tell me something about you? So that I... Well, uh, my name is Henry McKean and I'm a reporter for a radio station called News Talk. Uh-huh. And I, I travel around the country getting people to tell me their story. Mm. Tell me about your gardening, tell me about your dog and why mm. you love the grounds. Oh, well, it's, it's, it's great to be out in the fresh air and to have the opportunity to walk in the grounds. And they're beautiful. And so I, I do it always. At least twice a day I'm out for, for some part of the time in the grounds. So you were a sister in charge in Leash Hospital. Mm. Tell us about that work you now, did. In, in, a, in a unit in Leash, Leash Hospital. I wasn't in charge of, you know... The unit. But just, just the, the units, yeah. I loved it. Because um, I get on well with people. And I, I value their contribution and they know it. And I think that's uh, probably nearly enough to know about me. My name is Ken Graney. My dad, Dave, has Lewy body disease. Uh, he's current resident in Carebright. Um, it took us seven years to get him a diagnosis before getting him into Carebright in 2018. I suppose it's been a very tough journey for my dad, I suppose, but I suppose getting him into Carebright was kind of really the start of a turning point that you know, allowed us to kind of understand the illness a bit more and make him feel a bit more secure and safe in himself. Lewy body disease is the second most common form of dementia that nobody really knows about. Um, it's a very severe kind of form of dementia that, you know, gives him hallucinations, delusions, speech and motor function issues, incontinence and things like that. It's been a very difficult journey um, to, to date, I suppose. You know, we had nobody really to turn to for the last number of years. Um, nobody understood the illness. Nobody could help him with diagnosis and or medication. I suppose when we knew he got diagnosed in 2017, we knew that you know there was only a certain amount of time that we could keep going and help him. So we found Carebright in 2018. Even still, I suppose when he got into Carebright, there was nobody really who knew what medications or what help to give him. And I suppose it was through Carebright I met Kevin Quaid, and we now have set up Louis Body Ireland. I'm the co-founder and director of Louis Body Ireland. And I suppose what we aim to do is to help. There's over 10,000 people in Ireland with Louis Body disease who have been misdiagnosed or not diagnosed at all. And we're trying to build a platform for them so that they can have a support network to come and help. And we formed an amazing team, you know, professors and specialists and people who have a huge interest in this. And we really are just trying to, you know, give people that support that my dad never had for so long. And I suppose that's where we're at today in 2021 here in Carebright. 
My dad was always a gentleman, you know, literally a very gentle man, you know. He was, he always kind of provided and cared for his kids and done his best for all of us, you know. He, his expression really was through doing and action, uh, you know. He wasn't a man of many words, but he was always very shy, but also very caring and kind and empathetic. Uh, later on in life, my mom became sick and she died in 2009, uh, 53 years of age due to an embolus and I often say that you know in 2009 I didn't just lose my mom I lost my dad as well because he never recovered he was the only woman she ever loved there was ever in a relationship with and it changed him you know and he kind of you know life really turned for him and it was in 2010 I started to notice real changes in my dad you know and he no longer was the man I knew and I suppose then we entered into the journey to where we are now but I suppose overall I remember my dad as being a very kind giving person you know who struggled greatly and unfortunately unnecessarily so you know because of the you know the, the under the misdiagnosis and the you know the lack of awareness around Lewy body disease. Well I mean really I suppose coming out of the back of the pandemic it's never been so important to speak about the model of care specifically related to Carebright. I mean we all watched what went down in nursing homes across Ireland you know in the pandemic and the, you know the tragedy. And they were hit so hard I mean Covid went through these care homes, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's devastating. I mean, no one didn't see what happened in the tea under TV screens, double body bags, family members not being able to bury their, their loved ones, doctors and nurses under so much pressure. And I suppose, you know, if we're specifically relating to the care homes and nursing homes and we look at Carebright, in retrospect, I ask myself, why did Carebright or how did Carebright manage to keep Covid out of their facility? And I suppose the only answer I can come up with is because of the household model of care they have, which is completely different and unique to any other care home I'm aware of or I know of in Ireland. And I suppose it allows people the dignity and respect to have the space and uh, you know, the freedom to, you know, to be able to move around, but also have the security and the controls that they were able to affect and put in place, you know, single-handedly saved COVID from getting into the actual facility. It allowed me to come out and see my dad outside his garden and be very close to him and be able to interact with him with dignity and respect. And I suppose I didn't have to look at him through a window or he didn't have to be without that because specifically of the household model of care that Carebright have. Hi, my name is Kevin Quaid. I'm 58 years old from County Limerick and I have Lewy body dementia. It's one of 400 different types of Lewy body dementia and as one doctor from the University of England put it, he said it's the most common form of dementia that's unknown. They reckon between 10 and 15% of people with dementia have Lewy body dementia and that is the second most common form after Alzheimer's. So if that's the case, you're looking at probably between six and a half and 10,000 people minimum here in Ireland that have Lewy body dementia, and that's a frightening figure. The message I want to get out there about World Alzheimer's Day is Alzheimer's is just one form of dementia. And if a person has been told that they have a dementia or a touch of dementia, they have not been given a proper diagnosis. Because if you're told you have cancer or a touch of cancer, you'll, be, you'll ask what type, you'll be told what kind of treatments, and they can find out what type. They can do the very same here. And I was very lucky in that I had an exceptional neurologist, and she left no stone unturned. I was first diagnosed with Parkinson's, and it was the very last scan that she did called a DAT scan. It's simply capital D, small a, capital T. And that showed that I had Lewy body deposits in my brain. Now, the actor Robin Williams, when he died, we all know how the poor man died. But actually, 
when they did a post-mortem on his brain, they found he was, he was destroyed with Louis bodies. And had he known prior, he would probably be the biggest ambassador we could have ever had for this disease. And I had the pleasure of speaking with Tyler Norwood, who has presented the film Robin's Wish, and he has told me unreservedly that if Robin had known what was wrong with him, he probably would still have been alive today. And I know from my own experience that when I wake in the morning from horrific hallucinations, horrific nights, if I did not know what was wrong with my brain and what was causing these fears, anxieties, paranoia, you name it, not so much memory loss, I don't think I'd be here either today. So that is why I am saying that it's so proper, it's so important to get such a proper diagnosis because not every dementia is women-related problems. A lot of them are, but an awful lot of them aren't. Kevin, you've written a book, Louis Body, Dementia, Survival and Me, uh, by Kevin Quaid, and you've another one on the way. I have another one on the way. My first book, um, I didn't realise at the time, but I was the first patient in the world, imagine, to write a book from the patient's point of view. And it's a book on, you get to know me, you get to know a little bit about me, what happened to me through my life growing up, how I let uh, discovering I'd lose by dementia, and what it was like as a family to deal with, and the decisions we made. And one of the decisions I made is that when I come to the stage where I can be no longer at home, I want to come here to Carebright. So you want to come to Carebright, this uh, specially built facility, independent living, having your own home but also uh, someone can knock on the door and um, help you if you need help. That's the thing, and you see, I have three children, I have three stepchildren, and my wife. Half our kids are in Australia. So they know when the day comes, and the day will come if I live long enough, that I will need a facility like Airbright. They know that that's where Dad wants to go. They know Dad is going to be happy here. I've seen it here, I love the people here, I love the facilities here. And it takes the burden off of them because they're not wondering, I wonder, will Dad be happy here? Dad has seen it here while he was able to know what it was like, while his memory was still intact. And, you know, your, my body is breaking down a lot quicker than my brain is, believe it or not. There's a lot of stuff happening with me, a lot of ailments, but one of the things that's still working is my brain. I write for a, week, a weekly column in a newspaper every week. This is a guy that couldn't write an essay going to school. And my second book that would be launched in November is called I'm Kevin, Not Louis. And I have been told by some of the reviews that it's a powerful book, that it's a manual. And my idea is that when you have finished reading it, that you will say, if they can do it, I can do it. And you won't let this define you? Oh, definitely not. I'm Kevin Quaid. I'm a thousand and one things, but I also have Louis by dementia. I'm not ashamed of it. I didn't create it. It's not my fault. I live with it. And I shout it from the rooftops. And everyone knows me where I live. The town I live, there's about two and a half thousand people. Everyone knows I've Louis Wide dementia. And the most they get is, how are you doing? How are you feeling? You're not looking great. Have you had a tough week? So they're very honest. <laughs> What's the name of this town? Cantor Can County Cork, even though I'm a Limerick man. But there's nice people in County Cork as well. My name is Helena Quaid and I'm married to Kevin who has Lewy body dementia. As chair of the Dementia Carers Campaign Network in Ireland, 
uh, we really want to focus on the voice of the carers for today, World Alzheimer's Day. And I also want to remind people that the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland is for people with all types of dementia. At the beginning, I thought the Alzheimer's Society was only for people with Alzheimer's. As advocates for the carers, uh, the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland is a wonderful focus and a resource to get to. Being a carer 24-7 and uh, we have no outside help or paid for outside help. Um, as a spousal carer, in actual fact, Trinity College, together with the Alzheimer's Society of Ireland, did research in 2013 about the health and well-being of spousal carers in Ireland and they found that um, it's the chronic situation it's every day 24-7 and especially with no outside help um, our resilience can be drained and um, sometimes it can be overwhelming because you hear the same things all the time and especially with Kevin he's sick a lot and he has chronic pain a lot and uh, quite a lot of difficulties which I can't cure, I didn't cause and um, I can't solve the problem. Nisha Joy, we're here at the facility. Uh, you've been living in Ireland 15 years just across the Shannon in uh, Clare, uh, originally from India. You work here in this beautiful setting. Tell us what is Carebright on World Alzheimer's Day? Where are we? Carebright is the first purpose-built dementia village. We have three houses with um, six people living in each house. It's a typical house with six bedrooms, their own garden, ensuite toilet, a big kitchen, a big sitting room and a utility room and a garden at the front and the back. Same like you would have in your own home. If your client has dementia, look at the person as the person. Do not look at them or do not label them as a demented person. The more we look at the person, the more the connection um, will be strong between you and your client. If you can only bring a smile to someone living with dementia, if you can only get two seconds of quality moment, that makes your life and their life better. And we're singing again, aren't we? We're singing songs again. Absolutely. Now uh, we have activities back in together, back together. Two houses where um, you you could see we had music therapy, and everybody enjoys singing and clapping together. And we were able to bring it back because of, I suppose, um, everybody working towards doing the right thing during COVID. And we we are happy that we kept it out. We've got the home.